Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Post Game here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Many of you are watching, well, hundreds of you are watching right now via the stream I see on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are presented by our friends at Carl Auto Group and Centurion Stone of Iowa. Iowa State. Really, no, not much of a contest tonight from BYU, 45-13. It is 12.40 a.m. As I start to record this, we'll be tipping off for basketball in less than 12 hours. Iowa State dominates tonight. Uh, we'll go through as much as I can here. Uh, th- th- this was a, a dominant first half, uh, really the second half. In the fourth quarter, Iowa State really lets off the gas a little bit, which is what you would totally expect. Frankly, it got a little bit boring in the second half, which is a good thing. We'll take it, right? We'll take these these boring, dominant games like that. But Iowa State's bowl eligible. And theme of the game, there are a couple of them for me, but I, I'm going to continue to go macro with you guys. You know, I'm watching this game tonight, and it's just one freshman after another, a sophomore here, making big plays for this program. And you just really, really feel good about where Iowa State is going into this new Big 12, right? Probably the opposite of where you are if you're a BYU fan. Uh, You just don't have the depth. You don't have the guys up front to play at this level. Where Iowa State is... Uh, you know, imposing its will on these type of teams. And, you know, couldn't do that last week against Kansas. I'd love to see Iowa State start the football game, you know, the way it played the second half of that football game offensively at least. But nonetheless, you you bounce back. And really, the point I made with Brent Bloom on our Wednesday podcast was I, I loved – the way Iowa State's offense played in the second half against Kansas, and I was hopeful that that would carry over tonight, and it most certainly did. I thought Nate Shieldhouse called a phenomenal game. I mean, I, I think that he was playing chess to BYU's checkers, uh, the way he was calling that, especially in the first half. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. When you combine that with a quarterback, in Rocco Beck that has really taken ownership of this football team, you can just see it out there. His confidence He's 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 making tight throws, which oftentimes make you think that something bad is going to happen. But the reason he's doing that is because he has the confidence, right, to to, to squeeze it in there. And I, I, it's, it's really incredible when you when you've got that stuff happening, right? When your coordinator's seeing all this stuff, and you know when the quarterback is is so locked in like Rocco is, God, it makes your job is an offensive lineman that much easier, right? And the, and the tight ends are playing great and really feel like the wide receivers, like Jalen Knoll looks like an all-Big 12 type guy uh, like we had hoped he would be. And, you know, 
really, really coming together offensively. I, I will give a shout out to the defense. It, it wasn't perfect, but they hold BYU to 13 tonight. Uh, after, so it would have been BYU's first real possession. You know, they, they average like 11 yards per carry, drive it right down the field and score. I was pretty concerned because it looked a lot like the Kansas game last week going after the Cooper replacement. And Iowa State really clamped down. I, I, I'm i guessing again, and it's so hard to tell without looking back, I'm guessing this is one of the better games as far as how the uh, defensive line is going to grade out. Joey Peterson, eight tackles. Yeah, what Iowa State with eight tackles. So he was a monster. That's going to be his best game ever as a Cyclone. I thought the linebackers were really good. And just a pretty dominant performance up up front by those guys on the defensive end. So all in all, you know, it's it's hard to do much better than that on the road. You get the turnovers to begin with. You know, it starts off perfect with those fumbles. Iowa State punches it in. I did not feel great when it was 10-7. I never thought Iowa State would lose, but you kind of had it in your head. It's like, man, feels like you should be up a little more than this based on how it all played out. But really, uh, a dominant game uh, across the board. Let's talk about the running game a little bit. I haven't even talked about Obusama. Eight carries, 110 yards, two touchdowns, a couple of highlight plays that uh, I don't know if anybody watches Sports Center anymore, but they'll be on Sports Center tonight. Really incredible stuff. I love the fact that Sama, Sanders, and Norton all got into the end zone. I get a lot of people on Twitter that are asking me, like, oh, why, why, why don't we have this guy be the key running back and this guy be the... And I, I really like the way Iowa State's doing it right now, to be honest with you. I think it's great that they're, you know, kind of sharing the load with these guys. One, it makes it more difficult if you're a defensive coordinator. But two, it keeps everybody fresh less of a chance for injuries, and I think that they all bring something to the table. I think Sama's your true home run hitter. Like, he's your guy. Want to break something, you see a hole, you go with Sama. I think Sanders is your more every down back, and Norton is really good for those tough yards, but, man, he can shake. You know, he, he's got a little shake in him that that we definitely didn't see last year, albeit he was, he was fighting injuries. But I, I like the way that's setting up. You know, you look into Texas next week, really struggled tonight at TCU. They could have lost that football game. They had a big lead. TCU made a big comeback in the second half. Texas will be a touchdown or more favorite. I'm going to have to look at my power ratings after this. I haven't done it yet. But listen, um, really want to get Jeremiah Cooper back. Probably a smart move by Campbell and the staff to hold him out tonight if you thought he was close. Uh, cause I, 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 you know, his replacements have struggled and I, I'm putting that, I'm putting that pretty nicely, but they've never really played before either. So, um, you know, you definitely want to get him back for next week, but it, it's setting up. Listen, it's a Fox game. I'm guessing Fox's big noon kickoff show is going to be in Ames next week. My buddy, Chris Hassel and the Learfield groups coming. It's going to be a really big atmosphere next week in Ames, which is what we, you know, it's what you all want in the middle of November, right? Send the horns out with a with a loss. So great game, and uh, Bloom and I will be here to you know break it all down tomorrow night in depth. Um, I 
would really uh yeah i, I i'm just really really impressed by that 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 setup that was a bad setup for iowa state and despite all of that you know because byu is playing for bowl contention everything going west late kickoff cooper out you know there was there's this stuff you thought iowa state was the better team anybody who's watched these teams thought iowa state was better but it was still weird, right? Going there for the first time, all that. And none of it mattered because the two teams just lined up and one team just beat the crap out of each other. Apparently, uh, apparently some of you guys are telling me that Big Noon's going to Maryland next week for Michigan. So missed on that one, but it really doesn't matter. Not a not a huge not a huge deal. It's still gonna be a massive atmosphere with that seven o'clock kick on, on the big Fox. And I can't wait, can't wait to get to Trice next week and uh, look forward to seeing a bunch of you guys there. Appreciate you listening to reaction. My instant reaction here. We've got hoops tomorrow, wrestling, men's and women's basketball, a really big day on Sunday and come Monday morning, we'll start getting you guys ready for next week's game against Texas. Appreciate you guys. Try and get some sleep. You're welcome. In about 45 minutes, I'll be going on Learfield. So about 1.30. I'll be getting off at about 2.30 in the morning tonight on, on postgame. But call us. Call me in Woodford. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's coming up in about 30 to 45 minutes on the Cyclone Radio Network. Have a great night, and we'll see you guys uh, coming up next week on the stream. Williams and Bloom coming up Sunday night on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Later.